Hello and welcome to Your Journey Matters with Jen. On today's episode, I chat with my great friend, Sean Lloyd, who recently made a choice to take it up a notch, literally, or in this case, down a notch, as far as his belt goes, and made a choice for himself that is quite dramatic and impressive and a huge decision. I wanted to share with you a dude's perspective on what it looks like to lose 100 pounds and what that journey looks like moving forward and where he went with it. And I'm going to just leave it at that so that you'll hang in with me and learn all about Sean and what he has chosen to do in this weight loss journey and what it looks like for him to keep moving forward in that journey. It is amazing. It is inspiring. It is encouraging. And I feel hugely that it's important to share the perspective of a dude. So after losing 100 pounds, listen to this episode and hear what and why Sean did what he did. And maybe it will inspire you to make some new changes in your life, in your fitness journey, health and wellness journey, whatever it is, and wherever you are in that space, I just pray that you will gather inspiration from him, laugh with us a little bit today, listen to the five questions, the topic questions that I have put before him and just enjoy every bit of it. It's very, very inspiring. This episode is brought to you today by Inspiration Spa in the Spokane Valley. They are an amazing fully automated spa that offers laser lipo and is soon to be the only salt experience in the Inland Northwest or Pacific Northwest. So stay tuned to their website, inspirationspa.com for more info on that. Check out their blog and come and see them if you are local to the area. They'd love to see you and meet you and greet you. So come see them, Inspiration Spa. Spokane. Hello and welcome to Your Journey Matters with Jen yet again, though you heard that in the intro just now. I am here with my amazing friend, Sean Lloyd. I am here to introduce you to him and his badassery that is all things awesomeness in his health and wellness journey, as well as any little tidbits he throws at us in the mix. I have those five standard questions for you today, and I am super pumped to ask them to him as we go along. So stay tuned as we hit those kind of intermittent in the mix. Um, The first thing I wanted to do was just let you know that I personally haven't known Sean for very long, and I am as excited as you are to hear about his journey as we go through this, because he has recently experienced something fantastic, a choice that he made for his own self. And I feel like in this space in time that we are as women and humans in general, but specifically as women, um, we kind of oftentimes just disregard dudes in their journey in life with their pieces of the puzzle and how they come together. So I'm hoping that during this interview, you will feel maybe a bit of a understanding on a perspective that dudes have when it comes to health, wellness, life, relationships, um, even maybe you throw in a mix of business. I'm not quite sure yet, but all those, all those pieces of Sean's puzzle. So here we go. My first question is who are you and what are you about? First, thank you for um, having me on your show. It's an honor to be here. You're welcome. Um, so again, my name is Sean. Um, I've been on a journey for the past several years. I've lost over hundred pounds. And just like Jen was mentioning that I just recently went through a something that was my own choice. And again, not a lot of men do it because I feel there's an in-between of men who have always kind of been skinny and they bulk up to put on weight, or there's men who are overweight, considered obese, and they've just accepted that um, and they're okay with how they look. Well, in my case, I didn't want to be the person that I was or how I looked a few years ago. So I first started my journey when I was weighing 330 pounds, Um, just a big guy, unhappy, um, stretch marks, rolls, you know, and over the course of two years, I lost over 100 pounds. And then April of 2020, I was actually scheduled to have a tummy tuck done uh, just because I lost all my weight. And I told myself if I was going to lose my weight, I would get new skin removed. And again, not a lot of guys do that. Um, They've either accepted where they are with their weight and there's not a little in between. There's not many of us that lose a ton of weight and keep it off. They usually lose some and it goes back up. So then COVID hit. 
Um, so that got scheduled out. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to make sure that I can keep my weight off, keep my discipline there. And then if I can keep that, I'm going to get a tummy tuck done. So actually, I am one month from my tummy tuck procedure. Um, it was, <laughs> I, I didn't understand fully the concept of how in depth the surgery would be. I was like, ah, typical dude thing. Like, no, I got this. It's going to be easy. You know, I'm having it on a Friday by Monday. I'll be back to work. Ah. <laughs> what's, you know, what's, how hard is it to sit on a couch and type on a laptop? It's not that hard. Uh, I was completely wrong. Um, <laughs> horrible mistake. And I was in extreme amount of pain, discomfort, and I couldn't really work for almost two weeks um, because of the pain and my mental mindset was just not there because uh, it's a pretty major surgery. And so now- No, it the, is a very major surgery. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, I just figured, <laughs> hey, why not? It's not that bad, you know? So yeah, not being able to get up and do things that you want to do. I'm a very active person. Um, a very go, go, go personality where if I see something that needs to be done, I do it. So that is part of a reason why I'm here is to show, you know, that, Hey, when it comes to guys, you know, if you totally want to change your life, you can, you just need to be disciplined at it. And like me, I was, and I'm still not done. And this is, was the next step of my journey to get that loose skin removed so I can keep continue working on that. Cause again, when you're doing planks or running around outside without a shirt on and you got extra skin flopping in the wind, yeah. you know, it's just kind of a deterrent where you're like, eh, maybe I don't want to do that anymore because it just bothers you. So why not just take care of it? We live in a free country where if you have the ability to do it, do it. I've had people that have said, well, you just need to learn to love your body and accept who you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's very mm, popular. That is very popular, mm -hmm. but I can also love my body and do whatever I want to it. And True. I did. And I love it, even though it sucked for a week <laughs> or two. I was in a lot of pain. I was hating life. Um, did not want to talk to anybody. Just wasn't really happy. Now I'm thankful I'm getting better on the mend. Um, I have my one month post-op appointment on Monday. So I'm excited mm. for that. Cool. Uh, I can start hitting the gym again on a light duty basis. So that's really cool. And then I can start working towards my next goal in life when it comes to my physical prowess is I want to start doing fitness shows, you know, right physique on. shows. I want to show both men and women that, Hey, this is where I started and this is where I'm I'm at now. Right on. So to be able to show that and be an inspiration for others is huge for me. Right. Right. Yeah. So I have a question about the actual surgery. What is the one thing that you could tell us that, like you were saying, you really didn't know. You just were like, let's do the thing that you now go, Oh gosh, that happened. <laughs> like you, you shared about the drain tubes, for instance. Yeah. Which... So the drain tubes were, were fun to, uh, to have, I called them my, my little, my little boobies because oh. they would just hang from your chest oh my and, God. you know, so they're just, you know, that was awkward to hang around yeah. and you got to be very cognizant of so, uh, you know, walking to something or oh. pull them. Oh, that was really uncomfortable. No, I don't like um, it. And this is for the guys that if you decide to get a tummy tuck procedure, um, I was not told this during any of my um, mm. pre-op appointments. I was told right when they were wheeling me back into the surgical room yeah. that, hey, doc comes back. Hey, just to let you know, later today, when you go to use the restroom, don't be concerned. I'm like, what are you talking about here, doc? Um, your downstairs is going to be three to four times its size. Oh, and it's going to be extremely black and blue. Oh. And it's going to be very uncomfortable. Oh. And at that point, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this, is big, this is a big mistake. Like, I think I'm in the wrong place. Get me out of here. But I was like, crap, I already paid for it. You already did the thing. I'm already here. I'm already hooked up to IV. Oh, my God. Now I even got to deal with it. There's so, a reason why he waited to tell you that, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. So sure enough, I get home and just completely miserable. Oh, gosh. And he wasn't wrong, I'm guessing. Later, no, he was not wrong. <laughs> later that day, I Holy 
again, nature called, and I was like, oh my gosh, no. it, was, it was a horrible sight, <laughs> and, and had, I had to walk like I was oh, like dear. a penguin almost, yeah, yeah. just because. Were there, there ice packs involved? There was many ice packs <laughs> okay. involved for several days. Oh, dear. Um, lucky enough, the mm. smalling and the black and blue uh-huh. uh, went away after a week, a so week. I was very, very thankful to have oh. that gone. Um, I am still just part of my healing process. I am still extremely tender, yeah. sore. Um, the sensation of having a tight uh, midsection is a feeling that I've never is felt. It's strange. Yeah. It, it is yeah. strange because your skin is so taut now. Yeah. Because they really pull you tight, right? Yeah. So they took out um, roughly nine pounds of skin and fat, wow. um, which. I didn't know that was, that's apparently a lot. Is it a lot? Okay. It is a lot. I don't know. Yeah. It is a lot. Um, and then they took off, it's a weird like apron shape yeah. of a skin that they took off of a yeah. picture of it. You have a picture. I, I told them like, yeah. Hey, I need a picture of this. I, I want to see this. <laughs> I need and proof. I need proof. Of this. So they, they took a picture for me. Ah, okay. Uh, and then they, they measured it for me. They oh, had a little measuring tape wow, there. Okay. So roughly, I don't know the full encompass of yeah, overall, yeah, it's but okay. it's a weird shape. So the horizontal was about 16 inches. Dang. Because it goes Ooh. from hip to hip, yeah. essentially. Yes. Yes, And it then does. the vertical was about roughly eight to nine inches. Dang. And so. And under from belly button lower, right? Belly button lower. Okay. So they I'm visualizing. Take, don't visualize too much. I know. I know. It's a lot. It is a lot. Um, so what they really do is they just start from the pubic area, pull all that skin up ah. and then they pull the top down, pull the to top down and just kind of take smush everything together Woo. and take that out. And of course they do liposuction Ooh. and do all that That's stuff. So I was extremely bruised oh, yeah. all over my midsection, my sides, my back to make it all matchy matchy. Yeah. Cause they do yeah. a lot of contouring to help out with that stuff. Um, so okay. I'm extremely swollen still. Oh, I feel like he looks fabulous. I know you can't see him, but he looks fabulous. Uh, so that that'll take some time for the swelling to go down. It can take up to six months wow. for that to go away. Yeah, that's what they and say. And it can take Ooh. even longer to start really feel normal again. So this is a lifetime commitment to me that I can't go back to no. previous habits of eating incorrectly or you know coping mechanisms where I've used food to to fill my so can we chat with that pain. for a second? Was that what we were doing? Is that how we got here? Mostly was the food is medicine, so to speak, or soothing or solving so, things, helping yeah. things get better. Yeah. So if you think about it, when you eat sugary foods or anything that tastes good, mm-hmm. um, you feel happy about it. You yeah. feel good because yeah. it releases endorphins yeah. and you feel good, but that could be very detrimental to you right? because of the fact that you want more of it. Right. And it's almost like a drug. It's a cycle. It's, it's a mm-hmm. horrible cycle. Mm-hmm. And they found that sugar and carbohydrates, and again, we can have that discussion on carbohydrates another time, but they found that sugars and carbohydrates are just as addicting oh, yeah. as drugs are. You're preaching to the choir over here. You know, I'm a sugar so tooth. exactly. So you have to learn that this is an addiction mm-hmm. and how do I combat it? What is my triggers? What is my what am I doing that causes this? You have to really work on your mental health first. Right. Huge. To figure out. Huge. Why are you doing these things? Mm-hmm. Why do you need this? And then you have to kind of work yourself backwards. Everyone's like, hey, right. I need to start hitting the gym real hard and go on a diet. Well, I don't like the word diet. Nope. That's a four letter word. I tell people you know, that the, all the time. The diet word is not a good word. No. Because you go on a diet and then you get off the diet Yep. and then you gain it's weight roller coaster. back. It's a roller coaster. It's a yo-yo. That's why they, mm-hmm. they, they call, call it yo-yo, yo-yo diet. Yo-yo diet <laughs> you back. Yeah. This is a lifetime commitment. Yeah. To eating no differently. kidding. And I eat extremely boring and pretty much the same thing <laughs> because that's how you have to eat. That's how you maintain that. That's yeah. how you maintain I get it. So meal prepping, mm-hmm. you know, a whole bunch of chicken and veggies or fish or steak and just weighing everything out to know what I need to eat. That's just my commitment to staying healthy. That's your jam now. That's my jam now. So yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm still a fat guy, fat kid at heart. I will go out. <laughs> your inner up, fat kid is. <laughs> sometimes it'll come out where I'm like, Ooh, pizza, I'll, I'll hold pizza by myself. Yeah. I'll feel yeah. sick later. 
Um, or if, you know, you know, you know what we're talking, have you heard, ever seen the movie Matilda? Yes. You know, with the, the fat kid who yes. eats the chocolate cake. I have. That's, that's how I feel yeah. sometimes. That oh, I that's do a is, great reference. Is go out to Costco. Yeah. Get that. Buy one of those beautiful big chocolate yes. triple air magic cakes, in a pan. A couple <laughs> gallons of milk and you scarf that thing down yeah. and, and pretty much get a wheelchair so I can wheel myself around because <laughs> I feel like I'm not yeah. going to be able to walk after that. Mm. But yeah, that's. That fat kid is always there. Right, right. But I have to tell myself, hey, this isn't what I want. Right. Um, if you tell yourself you can't have it, um, we're the type of humans are mm-hmm. don't like being told what to do. Right. So if you tell yourself, I can't do this, I can't do that, or I can't have this, you're you're almost telling yourself to rebel mm-hmm. because it's not a conscious choice. Like but teenagers, you, when you take away yeah. the fun, then they just want the fun more, exactly. whatever that is. So if you mentally tell yourself, you know what? I don't want it. I don't. Yeah. It. It's a mindset switch. It's a mindset switch, mm-hmm. um, which is huge. It's a conscious choice that, you know what, is it, it is an option, Yeah. but I'm choosing not to have it instead of telling myself I don't need it because you're depriving yourself. Right. And so if you change that mindset, it just, I feel it helps out. I do too. And would you say, I love this statement, food is fuel, right? Yeah, it's so, fueling you. So a lot of times, when I started my journey, I did a lot of reading and studying about what is, what is fitness and what is food. And really it came to the conclusion that food is fuel. You know, you're not going to take normal gasoline and put it into a diesel truck, you know, eventually it'll, no, don't clog, do that. it'll clog up <laughs> and it'll break down. You're not going to put normal gasoline in a jet engine. It will not work efficiently. Right, right. So it's the same concept that if you have your body you need to put the proper fuel in it. And if you don't put the proper fuel in it, it eventually will bog down. Mm-hmm. It will blow up in the fact of getting fat, right. gaining weight. Um, you feel mentally clouded. You don't feel 100% because your body is not running on the efficient fuel. It has a hard time doing that. Right. And then when you're eating processed foods, carbohydrates, uh, stuff like that, you know, your body can gain inflammation from that. Oh, and yes. then you can start to feel those aches and pains, those aches and pains in your joints, your uh-huh. back, uh, other health issues. And so really identifying, you know, again, that food has a purpose mm-hmm. and it is okay to have food as pleasure, but you need to understand that is a, but choose it wisely. It, you have to choose it. And you have to understand that Mm. maybe out of 30 days of the month, maybe I can have a couple of cheat meals mm-hmm. and indulge myself a little bit, but right. I'm going crazy. Still working but for have a little bit of there because if yeah. I continue to have that, I'll gain my weight back. And Be I'm right not, back where we started. Not, I'm not using food efficiently. Right. And it's the same concept. People are like, well, you can still get fat on eating healthy. And I'm like, absolutely, mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the same visual concept because I'm a visual guy. That if you sit with at the gas station, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you put in the right fuel in your car, if you sit there and you hold the nozzle, mm-hmm. eventually that gas tank will overflow. Right. And so it's the same that's concept. Good. If, you're feeling, oh, that's if good. you're feeding your body good food, but if you're feeding too much of it, it will overflow in the form of fat. Oh my gosh, that's fabulous. I don't know if you came up with that on your own or not, but it's fabulous. Yeah. So that's let's get what that I've, in a shirt. Let's get that in a shirt. <laughs> so that's kind of my concepts that I've really I like with. it is food is fuel. And then even with good food, you can still overflow your tank depending on your energy expenditures. So Mm -hmm. if you're a very, very active person in the gym, several hours a day, you know, then you definitely need to increase your energy Mm -hmm. um, that you're intaking because you need it because you're expanding, you know, and if you're not eating enough, it'll take from fat stores and it'll actually take from your muscle stores and you'll lose muscle. So it's, it's a, a very unique balance of trying to learn how to do it. Well, that's what life is like. Anyway, it's definitely a balancing act. It's finding those pieces of the puzzle that work for you and putting them together. And I hugely understand where you're coming from when it comes to the sugar tooth and, or the carb addiction, because I've struggled with that most of my adult life as well. And it is never ending. It's just kind of figuring out how to fine tune and switch those pieces until you get it where it sets right for you. And you may not have the same piece that somebody else's puzzle needs in that either, but it's so cool that you can share that with us. Okay, so I have another question for you. What was your turning point and what helped make you who you are now? Obviously we've talked on a few of these things, but if you could pinpoint one or a couple specific things, what would it be? 
So I will, I won't share names in any aspect, um, but I'll give kind of a synopsis of what really brought me to my breaking point in life yeah. and, and where I decided that I wanted to change everything about me. So I was married, I got married when I was extremely young. I got married when I was 18. Um, I thought I knew what love was, just like a lot of us do. We, we think we know what it is. And so sometimes we'll rush into things. Well, I was married for eight years and I'll give you a little backstory to that. Um, you know, and if, if my mom ever listens, I apologize. Oh gosh, here we go, kids. <laughs> uh, so I was raised by a single mom, um, and bless her heart. You know, she was working all the time and to support myself and my sister. So she wasn't around that often. Um, so I did have a couple good friends in my life, um, that they were pretty much my brothers. I grew up with them from elementary school upwards. Their mom was like my second mom and they really helped me get through a lot of different things. And just to have that people to talk to or to spend support. my life with, yeah. you know, growing up. Well, <clears throat> two of those, those two brothers, when I got married, they were the best men in my wedding. Right. Uh, they were the very few men because uh, I grew up without knowing my, my father. Um, they were the very few men that I would ever say, I love you too, um, because that connection was there. And I really considered them to be my brothers. Um, within two years of being married, uh, my wife at the time decided to have an affair um, with one of those individuals. Mm. And that at that point, I told that individual that, hey, you know what? The friendship's over we're done. And me being, Hey, I never want to get a divorce. I want, I want to figure this out because I want my family and all this other stuff. Uh, and I had great in-laws and at the time. So I, I kept with it. So I went to counseling with her to figure it out. And we worked through those issues. And then about two, almost a year or two later, um, we had our first child. And her name is Cheyenne, and she's an amazing human being, um, pure gold heart, and is total daddy's girl, and I love it. I hope she stays like that. Everyone <laughs> tells me I'm delusional. No, it can just, happen. Just wait until she's a teenager, and then you'll be pulling your hair out. But enough, I don't have any hair. You don't have any hair. I don't it's have a any hair. I'm bald, it's a so it's a win. I feel like I'm winning already. Oh, um, dear. And everything was great. Uh, and then, unfortunately, that individual who first had an affair... Um, decided to come back into my life and he started dating my sister-in-law hmm. well they knew about everything that happened wow wow and because he became a christian newborn again christian that it was okay for hmm. him to come back into our life and Ugh. at that time my in-laws were supportive of him and my sister-in-law and were supportive of, of me and hmm. not understanding like hey this was my best friend right. this was my brother right essentially. Wow. And you're letting him back into my life. So I went to many years mm. of therapy, um, multiple times we'd go to different people mm -hmm. because essentially, um, my wife at the time did not support me wow. in that aspect. Wow. She sided with her sister, which mm. I get, you know, they are very close siblings. Right. Um, and so that was very hard because I was fighting on my own to get this individual out of my life yeah. and to keep my family intact. Wow. So I did that for a couple of years, just fighting on and off, trying to keep my family together, but also telling this individual, Hey, it's not appropriate for you, for you to be in my life again. Right. You know, you, made a, you made a choice mm -hmm. and it needs, you need to wow. be the better person and walk away. Right. So after two years of fighting, I was the at close to lowest I've ever been in my life. Um, I was starting to pack on weight because I used food as a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't working out and I was pretty just kind of lost in life. I had no idea what I was doing because mm -hmm. of everything that I was going through, just multiple stress levels. Yeah. So October of 2015, I found out that they were getting engaged mm -hmm. or they, they got they were, engaged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I decided it's like, you know what? I'm done. He's not going away. Mm -hmm. I'm so broke down as a man that I, I just want my family back. So I'm going to accept you back into wow. my life. Wow. And I was like, why don't I get ordained and I can administrate what? the wedding? Oh my. Just to bury the hatchet, be Amazing. the bigger person. 
Yeah. Cause that's who I am. Yeah. I, I'm a very totally. kind hearted individual and I try to, you know, just be the bigger person mm-hmm. as much as I can. Totally. You know, so I was going to go do that. And then fast forward a little bit more to December, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Christmas Eve. Okay. And I was at a Christmas Eve party with, you know, family and friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very intuitive person. I can pick up on people's emotions, right. kind of lead the room mm-hmm. or read the room. So I felt uncomfortable there. Mm. So I texted my wife at the time. I said, hey, this doesn't feel right. Something feels off. Well, she texted me and told me that um, she wanted a divorce. She texted you that? Yeah. Okay. And, and while we were sitting across oh. each other from the other side of the room. Oh. So I was like, no. Okay, this is all right. Wow. Sweet. No wonder you felt something was off. Yeah. Well, everyone knew besides oh me. Oh my gosh. But she was trying to wait until after the holidays. To wow. Get okay, fine. No. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, carry on. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that was kind of like, whoa, what the heck's going on? So I went outside to kind of take wow. a breather. And she pretty much said, hey, you know, yep, this is what I want. And I want you to take our daughter home, who was, I believe, just turned three at the time. Okay. So go home. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I went home, didn't sleep at all because I was like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. And of course, you know, crying and stuff like that. And hey, guys, it's okay to cry. You know, it's all right. Huh. Yes. Yeah, some, some guys like, no, don't cry. It shows weakness. No, nah, it's okay to cry. Just had to throw that in. Thank you. Anyways. I agree. Uh, went through that and then woke up Christmas morning. And of course, my daughter's asking, where's mommy? Mm. And that was really hard to deal with. Uh. Um, and then opening presents, just mm. her and I, and me trying to hold it together as best, best as I could right, for my daughter's sake. So she didn't feel like anything was wrong. Um, because even if they're three, they can pick up on Oh, things. yeah. They know. They know. So I took her to my mom's. And one in town trying to figure out what is going on, mm-hmm. trying to have a conversation. Um, she didn't want to see me. She just would text me. Mm. And I was told that uh, I haven't been loved for years and that I what she settled when she married me and oh. she used me to get out of her parents' house. Oh, um, in gosh. her defense that she would say that she was depressed at the time and she didn't mean those things. Mm. Um, but again, everything that someone says comes from somewhere, right. some sort of truth. Yep. Yep. So that was truth that was spoken. She may have regretted mm-hmm. it later, but it was her truth. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, that's what happened. And then went home, kind of just, again, broken and lost, didn't know what's going on. And But those those three sentences, or those three yeah. statements really just made it clear to me that I am done and I, I'm not going to fight anymore. Right. I'm done. You've done so much already, honestly. I've, I've, Gosh. I'm done. Yeah. You know, and then... I was sitting because she's told me that she told me that she was leaving me hints and clues mm. about what was coming. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'm an idiot. Like, what do you mean? You know, Where are they? Is there a big red X? Is it flashing? Look here for hints. Yeah. So I started thinking about this. And I told you in the very beginning when I started my little rant is that I had um, another friend, mm. a best friend. Yeah. Who, they were brothers. And they were my brothers. Right. They're both in my wedding. And I asked her, I'm like, hey, are you, are you with this person? Because I noticed they were hanging, around, mm. hanging out a lot. And those two didn't oh. talk. And eventually she did fess up saying, yep, he's everything I've ever wanted. Oh, dear. And, you know, I love him and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Well, within 20 minutes to a half hour, she goes on Facebook social media and updates her pictures and updates her relationship oh, status. Oh my goodness. And then I start getting phone calls from family yeah, I bet on you did. both sides <laughs> and friends on both wow. sides. Like what is happening? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to try to apparently pick, tell you to pick sides, but this is what I'm finding out just now, just like you. Wow. So that was very hard to hard deal core, with. Dude. Hard to do with. So I immediately knew that I was hundred percent done. Because I just yeah. had two portrayals. Here's your sign, as they say. Exactly. So yeah. I had three of the biggest portrayals that I've ever had in my life. Oh my gosh. And there's more. Um, three of the biggest portrayals of just people who I thought were my brothers, were family, mm-hmm. and then you know, my wife at the time. And, you know, I'm not bad-mouthing her in any way. You know, I care about her in the aspect that she is the mother of my, right. my daughter. Well, she's a part of your and, puzzle. You know, she's a part of <laughs> yeah. my story and yeah. my life. And I was married to her for a little over eight years. 
Um, but she was going through things in her life that caused mm -hmm. her to do things. Mm -hmm. And so I've forgiven her on that aspect um, because I have to for, for my own sake. Right. And I've forgiven everyone who has ever caused me harm. Right. Because I don't want to be an angry person. I don't want to be a negative person. No. I'm a very positive person. I'm a very loving person. But that is a piece of like that what's gotten a, you to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. Huge so piece. I, I filed for divorce a couple days after our eight year anniversary because mm -hmm. um, our anniversary was January 1st. And I filed exactly when the first day that the courthouse was open. Right. So I started that process and I was very fortunate at the time that I had a, someone who lived close to me that he knew what I was going through and he was kind of my rock emotionally awesome. that I would go and talk to and kind of just be there, you know, just kind mm -hmm. of do things together. Cause I needed someone to talk to Yeah. because I lost Wow. my in-laws, wow. my two brothers, kind of overnight, a lot of my friends who decided mm -hmm. to go with them mm -hmm. and you know, their mom, those two brothers, their mom was like my second mom. Wow. And she turned on me. Oh. And so, you know, I lost everything essentially yeah. in a short period of time. And, but I had him. So I, you know, was going through a divorce and then a day prior to my divorce being finalized, I get told um, or find out that he was actually, he actually did stuff with her as well. Oh my Lord. Uh, so that was like, Whoa, dude, like I, you've known everything about my story yeah. thus far. And then you actually did stuff as well. So there was another betrayal Wow, where dude. I lost that friend dude. as well. So in the course of hmm. 2015 to the first part of 2016, I lost my in-laws, my oh. family, my best friends, my brothers, uh, other friends. And then to make matters worse, um, later that year, for whatever reason, um, Washington State's an at-will employment state. So I'll just say that, that I was fired from the job that I was at. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was just one of those things like, okay, I've lost everything. All the things. I've All lost things. everything. I've lost my family, mm -hmm. my income source. I have nothing yeah. essentially to fall back on. And for years, you know, I guess I'll go into, you know, the aspect of what I do. So now I'm in mortgages and I work in the mortgage lending industry mm -hmm. for years. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life because I worked in the banking industry since I was 16 or not 16, 18. And, you know, just kind of was bored with it, you know, mm -hmm. and then I was finding out about the mortgage industry. And then 2016 is when I decided to start taking my courses and because cool. I was unemployed so I had nothing yeah. better to do Let's so do might as well instead of sitting on the couch eating bonbons <laughs> yeah which, there's which, less bonbons again well which I did <laughs> I, which I did eat bonbons I still did it um because during that time of 2016 is where my weight really exploded because mm. I was going through so much traumatic emotional things right. going on right right that if I had a bad day which was almost every day I'd go out and get cheeseburgers and pop and oh my gosh. Or get a large pizza yeah, yeah. or just whatever, just chow down because that was me stuffing my face and stuffing my emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause that was the only way that I knew how to deal with it. I didn't know any other coping mechanisms to mm -hmm. take care of that. And I didn't have anybody to talk to. So food right. was my friend essentially. Oh, quick, wait. So the question was, um, what was that turning point for you? Right? Yeah. So, so the, the turning point was really that. Uh, that led up to everything. And then end of 2016, I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be who mm -hmm. this person anymore. Yeah. I don't want to go through this, but I didn't really know how to do it. So I started my journey in that time of really working on my mental health. And that took me almost two years cool. to go through and, and talking to certain people, professionals, mm -hmm. and just really figuring out who I want to be. Mm. essentially I just created this picture montage in my head okay. of what I wanted to look like and who mm. I wanted my life to be and what did I want to be remembered for mm. so it took me a couple of years and then in 2019 that's when I started figuring things out and I started cutting bad food out of my diet right. kind of getting um, your act together started getting my act together started <laughs> eating cleaner I uh, started working out I was working out multiple yeah. times, a couple times a day going on walks hikes uh, just to anything I could do to start losing weight. Yeah. Um, so the course of, I think it took me about 15 months to lose hundred pounds. Uh, That's amazing. 
and it was it was incredible. I went from a from a size three X four X shirt to a large, and, dude. Uh, and I went from a size I believe it was a 40, 44 pants mm-hmm. to a size thirty two, depending on brand. Because every sure. Oh brand. yes, us. We yeah. know. We know. Sure. Yeah, we know. It's weird for me. I was gonna like, say us girls, but yeah, we all know. <laughs> yeah. So a size thirty. 32 at Baco is great, but if you go to other stores, it's like it's 36. Like, yeah. What the heck? Well, you know, like I just thank you away. for saying that out loud, Sean. It's not just girls that deal with this crap with the jeans and the, you don't do bikinis, but I mean, well, hey, wait, you know, are you gonna though? Are you I gonna with your thing? Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe they're rock that now. Yeah. So I thought of that earlier when you were talking about how they did your surgery. We're coming back a little bit, but visually, does that affect like how you go to the beach? No, because everything's below the belt. It is. Okay, just checking. Okay. It's below the belt line. So unless I'm, again, in a bikini, which or banana hammock, I don't think that's That's not your your bodybuilding stage presence. No. Okay, you're going to be in the board shorts? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I don't know. All right, fine. Well, we'll see. We'll figure that out. Okay. So I'm not ditching that question because I feel like you have like a final point to the second question. So, so. Yeah. Who or what are you now? So who I am now is an extremely positive person who mm-hmm. has been through some very traumatic emotional things. And yeah. I decided in my life that I wasn't going to let that define me. I wasn't going to be go team. I wasn't going to be the victim <laughs> of right. my, oh, my circumstances. <laughs> and I, I love used it. that trauma as motivation. Yeah. As a way to change who I am. And I still use it to this mm-hmm. day to push myself as hard as I can and change who I am. So good. You know, so, so that, that well, I'll touch on one thing before we go to the next. Do um, it, do it. Next thing is that I met up with my um, ex-wife a couple of years ago, a year ago, after I lost all my weight. And she came out to me and told me that she was concerned for me. And again, if she ever sees this, you know, it's still a compliment for me. So it is what well, it is. It is what it yeah. is. So she came out and said that she was concerned for me. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, well, every time I call or my daughter calls me to say goodnight, because my daughter calls me every night, she's mm-hmm. a sweetheart, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I'm always at a bar. I'm like, okay, what else you got? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and you start shaving your head. It makes you look mean. I'm like, okay. Uh, <sighs> and you started getting tattoos. I'm like, <sighs> okay, what else you got? All right. Um, and then you started, you're starting to wear clothes differently. Oh, okay. Uh, that's weird. Uh, and then you, you act different. No one knows who you are anymore. Like all of my past friends and past family members, yes, they yes. don't recognize me yes. in a physical aspect and a mental aspect and emotional aspect. Mm. And for me, I was like, that is the biggest compliment yeah. I can ever receive in my life. Word. And preach it. I pretty much said, Hey, Thanks for the backhanded compliments. Right. But those are the best things that you could tell me. And I had to, I felt like I needed to explain. Yeah. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> but you do. Yeah. But no. <laughs> well, I, I had, I wanted to explain. Yeah. I, I wanted to really hit a point with that conversation with that person. Yeah. That, you know, I started shaving my head because I was losing my hair. <laughs> yeah. dude, okay. It happens. It happens. I started getting <laughs> tattoos because I lost weight. And before I didn't like the idea of them being on my body because I was a big dude, but now I like them. Yeah. They look good on me. They do. You know, Fabulous. so I like them. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I started dressing differently because I can actually wear clothes that actually fit me mm-hmm. and actually look good on me. So yeah, I'm going to wear nice clothes. Why not? You know, and instead of buying food or whatever to reward myself, I'll go out and buy clothes now these oh, days because that's a, oh, my reward system. So we got quite a wardrobe rocking. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then you know, going to bars like I don't, I don't go mm. to bars like I'm at restaurants. Yeah, yeah, they have a bar there, yeah. but I don't really drink. But you know, and then my how I present myself, yeah, and how I uh, dress or how I speak now, I have really had to hit this point. That is called confidence. <laughs> that is called confidence. That is called confidence. It's a good thing, y'all. That's mm. called confidence. And I didn't have that before mm. because I wasn't, I wasn't confident in who I was because mm. I didn't like that person. Oh my gosh. If I had a million dollars right now, like for all the people that need to hear that right there, like in this moment, she was judging and throwing stones at, at, literally in a space that wasn't even warranted or valid 
because you're out here rocking you and you finally found like who you are at the core. Yeah. It took all this like coming down from the madness that was all the drama to the core of who you really are. You had to come to this space where you were broken mm -hmm. and all the pieces of the puzzle were scattered and you were, they were lost under the table and over there underneath the kitchen sink and all the things. And then here you are in the space where the pieces of the puzzle are coming together magically. And she's over here going, oh, damn. Pretty much that's what it was. It was, an old, it was an old damn moment. Yep. Um, that she's like, oh, wow, look at, look at you. Like, yeah. And I, it was, it was flattering. I, I took it as a complete compliment. Yeah. And even to this day, you know, past friends, past mm -hmm. people who knew me, even on my own family had nothing to do with anything. They don't recognize me. I'm, I was just going to say, like, do they just like do a double take they, and they they're like, who's this guy? Because of how I present myself. Totally. You know, Standing up straight, shoulders back. Exactly. Yeah. And they just don't want, they don't, they don't get it. Yeah. They're like, who, who are you now? And I'm like, thank you. Right. You know, so it's a huge compliment. So people who don't know me or who knew me in the past, they have no they idea. They're like, who They're is like, this who dude? Who is, who is this we, dude now? And do you find that they like you or that they shy away from you because they don't know how to be around you? It's kind of bad. They don't know how to be around me because they know who I was mm -hmm. in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe because I have that jolly look to me that was very <laughs> yeah. approachable. You know? And I'm he was still... quite jolly. He was a totally different visual. Uh, previous. Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, I could totally pass for Santa. It was yeah, okay. It's okay. Um, so yeah, no people don't know how to sometimes interact with me because they look at my appearance. And if I don't smile, it kind of looks like I'm mad. I probably have that resting, oh, bitch you know, face. resting bitch face. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know if dudes have It's that, a different term. It is like different. resting bee face. Like I, I don't know. Something like that. Oh my and gosh, I like, love no, it. No, I'm still the same person inside. Yeah. I just changed my cover. You just grew. You, you, know? you yeah, yes. Because everyone judges people by the cover of a book. Yes. And so I was getting judged as who I was and but no one really wanted to look at the inside dude I often you know? have to catch myself in these moments where I do that as well because I think it's human nature and I go oh hang on she might be really rad and I just went instantly into that oh gosh but the reality of that is you may be missing out on somebody freaking awesome if you judged and you just let that like go past you you have no idea who they are just by their outward appearance. So that's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we can, I can talk about that on and on, but uh, for time's sake, let's. So question number three is if you could talk to your seven-year-old self and give them advice or even warn them, what would you say? You know, to be really honest, um, I wouldn't warn them about anything mm. um, because Ooh. everything that I've been through in life, mm -hmm. I needed to go through. Right. I needed to learn from it. Mm. I needed it um, to become who I am now. Right. So without those things, those pain and those struggles in life, I wouldn't be here today. I love I that. I would be a completely different person. Winner. I would be the old person. The advice that I would give is essentially don't give up, dude. Mm. Like, there is a purpose. Keep moving forward. There's a, there's a purpose to this struggle. Yes. There's a purpose yes. to it. Ah. You know, the biggest thing that I've learned in my life is that God has a plan for you, right? You may not understand what that plan is, mm -hmm. but it unravels itself through your struggles, through yeah. your pain. And it is your choice to keep going through it or to accept your circumstances mm. and just live in victim mentality. Love it. And I couldn't do that. So yeah. again, I wouldn't warn them. You would. I, I would just say, hey, yeah. keep Fair. up on it. It's going to be okay. Yep. And everything happens for a reason. And Love God it. is not going to put you through something that you cannot learn a lesson from right. or grow from. You're not strong enough to handle because exactly. look at you. Oh my gosh, just exactly. a surgery so, alone. Woo. So everything that I've been through from, and there's a lot of other childhood things that I've been through that could be another story. Mm -hmm. um, but everything that I've been through, I'm very blessed to mm -hmm. go through everything that I want through. Yes, my life for a couple of years was a Jerry Springer show. <laughs> You well, know, we've all had a few episodes. It's, it's all, everyone has their own story, <laughs> you know, so it's, that was my Jerry Springer time <laughs> oh, in my life. Um, it was kind of wild, John, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, That's quite a story. So that, that was fun. So, but without that, I wouldn't be here today. It's true. You know, so that essentially what I tell people is that that old person who I used mm. to, who I used mm -hmm, to be, mm -hmm. essentially they, they're still a part of me. Right. But they had to go yep. because I never wanted to be reminded of that person who went through all of that. That's so awesome. I changed everything about me, how I spoke, 
what I did, mm. my activities, what I ate, how I looked. Um, and here you are. Everything, because I wanted to be different. I wanted to be who I always was inside. Right. And so there's a visual aspect mm. of, you know, a, a, a rock sculptor chipping away at a rock to love that one to mm-hmm. reveal the masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So essentially I've just been chipping away at my old self to reveal who I who truly you really am. are. That's amazing. You know, so that's this part love of, it. of who I am. I love slowly it. doing it. It's so cool to hear it from a dude's perspective. Okay. Question number four, what is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, oh dear. Biggest, Try to keep it brief, Sean. I know it can go on. My, my biggest pet peeve is, <laughs> you know, I I'm a very loving person. I give energy to people freely. Mm. Um, to awesome. people out there who um, will take energy from people but mm. not give it back. Right. Um, so I energy energy suckers. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. you know, that's my biggest, I draw pain. those, Sean. So tell me how to do this to deflect this. Well, <laughs> no, you kidding. Carry on. I'm yeah. Sorry. It's, it's, it's a whole story. It's a whole story so, another episode, just, another day, you know, so, <laughs> and it, again, it's really that the energy suckers is a pet mm. for me. And then any type of line manipulation, yep. um, or just not being honest, really, just mm-hmm. what your intentions are in life, regardless if it's a friendship or an intimate relationship, um, just having that honesty just seems to not be there anymore. Yeah, it's kind of weird, um, isn't it? It is weird. It's very rare when you find humans that are just genuine in who they are and they're honest and true to their self and that their soul is beautiful from the inside radiating out. And the, the biggest thing that I've had to learn is that that has nothing to do with me. Mm. For the longest time, I took everything that people have done to me or have treated me incorrectly, mm-hmm. that it was something reflective of me, right. that something was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And that's what caused a lot of my, my struggles. But I really had to learn through years of just doing it yeah. that it has nothing to do with me. Nope. It's them. It's their own personality defects or their own trauma right. or anything that they're going through. And they have to work on themselves So good to be able to you know, receive energy or give energy. That's so good. And that's where I had to learn my boundaries. Like, mm. okay, hey, I have to examine someone. And if they're not giving me the energy in return that that's I'm giving out good. to them, yep. then I need to pull away. That's good. Because it's not a healthy relationship healthy, for me. And it's yeah. not meant to be, even though that I want to learn about more people and right. have friends. Sometimes you just and can't. And it's okay. Sometimes you just need to back away. Yeah. And that's okay. I feel that. I feel that. That's totally okay. I love it. Okay. Question number five. This is kind of cool. So I wanted to hear this and I actually don't have an answer, but I feel like my answer changes depending on the season. Um, Scientists figured out that songs stick with you permanently for life. I am, oh, music is like, it's my jam. It's who I am. I was in choir and I was in band and all the things. Um, It's totally who I am. I love praise and worship. It's all the things. Girls 11 to 14 and boys 14 to 16. From that age, what song permanently has been on your soundtrack? uh aqua barbie girl right what no i'm joking <laughs> okay I'm i don't know if i'm glad you're joking but okay carry on <laughs> that's hilarious it's it's you no know, it's funny because you know, <laughs> i'm just thinking of songs that i i can remember but from 14 to 16 yeah it's like google that what grade were we in we were Ex- like exactly yeah. so i'm trying to think of what songs like seventh really or eighth grade stuck with me and to be honest oh i don't know if i can answer that question well, and because I can tell you, high. I can tell you what band, uh-huh. um, which was who, which I can tell you the band, and then also what the songs are later in life that stick with me. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, um, in high school, I was going through a lot of different other emotional problems in high school, um, you know, and I had a friend at that time who introduced me to a band called Skillet. Yes. Um, who is a Christian yes. rock band? Love them and. They're, back then, when I was in high school, they weren't doing a lot of rock. They're slowly experimenting mm-hmm. into Christian rock, but mm-hmm. they're more worship. Okay. And so I started listening to their songs and how the, I connect mm-hmm. with them, and mm-hmm. I really felt the presence. That's know, awesome. And I would listen to their songs. Yes. So fast forward, um, I've always been a fan of theirs. I've been to many of their concerts. Cool. I have their autographs on a lot of different things. Cool. You know, really cool people. I, they're absolutely amazing yeah. people. Yeah. And when they really started getting into um, rock music, mm-hmm. there was a couple songs that came out and one of them literally changed my life. And I used it as my anthem 
and I still use it to this You're giving day. me shivers. What is it, Sean? So there's, there's a song <laughs> called Undefeated. Oh, I'm sure Skip. I've heard it, but I've, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's by Undefeated. I actually have okay. um, the words Undefeated tattooed on my body. Oh, and anytime that I, I did not know this. That That's it's it's in Greek, so you have to ask oh, what it means. Okay, gotcha. But anytime that I would hmm. uh, be struggling in life or something was going on, I would just turn on that song and I would turn it on as loud as possible and just really jam out to it because I needed to make sure that I wouldn't be defeated because I never wanted to feel defeated at the end. Hmm. So it's part of their unleashed album. From what year? Uh, 2016 is when it came oh, out. Oh, well, so that's magic. Yeah, that happened that right in the midst of all of it. 2016 was the worst year of my life. Oh, yeah. And then the song came out and it was like, oh my gosh. That's rad. This is this is what I needed to hear. Kids, I'm going to challenge so, you to go listen to that song. Yeah, so it's called Everywhere. Undefeated by Skillet. And it's an amazing song. has some very powerful lyrics. And they have mm. other great songs that yeah. people can yeah. connect with. And they're all Christian based. But really, I would listen to that song every morning, every night, several times a day, mm. just because of how, like, even now I have goosebumps I know, listening I know. from it, because that is what really got me through a lot of things in my life. And I still listen to it, still listen to that song and mm. them today. That's so rad. Um, I love that. So I love really that. to answer that question is, is a multi-fledged question. Yes, of course, but that's okay. And they are kind of um, evolving just like you are as we go along too, which yeah, is pretty rad. I like totally that evolved in um, who they are and everything like that and gone more into that rock aspect. Right, right, right. Which is totally your jam and it's a good to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that kind of wraps it up for us today. I think um, if there was one last little tidbit that you wanted to like throw out there, what would it be? So for the I, finale? I post a lot of different things about my story. I'm very open. I'm very mm -hmm. vulnerable when I post on Facebook or social media. Are you comfortable I, to share your Instagram with us? Yeah, if you have Instagram, just uh, what is it? How can they find you so they can check into that I have journey? No idea. I actually gotta look. <laughs> you gotta uh, look at. So it's just Sean Lloyd S H A W N Lloyd L L O Y D, and this the words P or the letters P N W. Sean Lloyd P N W at and Insta. Then you can Instagram or yeah. Facebook is Sean Fabulous. Lloyd. You know, the, the bald dude. You'll, you'll, find <laughs> me, you'll find me there. I think that's so great. I think um, that's a good way for them to kind so of. So I post up. a lot of different things on there and. I never knew this could be a byproduct of my story mm -hmm. is that people find me inspiring. Yeah, duh. You know, and I have, I still grapple. Wait, with that. how do you not think that's a thing? Why do you think I'm here right now? Well, Cause you're very inspired. Well, okay. It, before the surgery, yeah. you're very inspired. Like this well, is I just like a finale to I, the, the you know, and I was talking to a friend of mine, her name's Michelle. Mm -hmm. And uh, if she listens to this, she'll hopefully text me and say that I said her name. <laughs> oh, hey, shout out Michelle. Okay, yeah, Michelle. <laughs> um, so she, I, she, I told her that I was going to be on the podcast. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, that's so awesome. I was like, eh, you know, I, cause I don't, I don't take it. You don't think it's a thing. It's a thing. It, I don't think of it as a thing. It's I don't let thing. it get to my head and my ego. And well, she's that's like, good. She's like, dude, you need to celebrate your, yeah. your struggles. That's why I'm here, your, Sean. It's amazing. Everything. And so for me to learn that, my story or my struggles mm. can inspire other people oh like it's huge it's huge like i will get emotional thinking about mm. it or when people reach Same. out to me and say things or mm. ask for my help mm -hmm. and so more and more and more i'm being shown that god is calling me to do something more mm -hmm. in my life mm -hmm. so part of my next step in my journey is again to work on continue working on myself lose a little bit more weight and kind of just tone up for a show and kind of probably end of 2022 or 2023, depending on how long it takes, but to start to open up a health and wellness coaching business. Cool. Um, where I cool. can really help people on a more official mm. capacity. I'm seeing more like motivational speaker, Sean. And, and that, and that being as well, it would be a full fledged, like legit, like on the thing. stage sharing the you things. Know, yeah. It would be motivation yeah. because my life now is all about positivity, yeah. motivating people, helping people, and it reverberates into everything that I do in my life, either through it. my mortgage business that I have. Mm -hmm. I have a secondary business that I make middle signs. And actually awesome. they made the one first, for us at the they spa. They were the first ones yes, to let we me were. make a sign. And we're famous. I spent weeks, <laughs> months was... trying to learn how to do oh, it. And I spent dear. hundreds and hundreds of dollars oh, in wasted material. <laughs> But, they but were the now first, you have it. Like, but they were the first ones to give me the opportunity. It's amazing. <laughs> oh. Check it out if there's spa inspirations in the valley. 
Uh, great people, great company <laughs> to you. go there. Thank you. Um, I wish they live. I wish I lived closer so I could be there more. I hear that a lot. Yes. Um, but they were the ones that to give me that opportunity. Yeah. So I'm very blessed yeah. for that. Thanks. And then, you know, a third thing is this is start up some sort of motivation, health and wellness coach. Love um, it. And I'm just trying to figure all that out and slowly Baby going steps. into that. Because again, if my story can help people, it just makes me feel even more blessed. Yes, it makes my heart happy to hear your story. And I can't so, wait to keep watching as you go along. So the, the thing to, to wrap up is, is, you know, women are extremely hard on themselves when it comes to their body image. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of people think about the men. That's right. You know, they think, oh, just so man true. up, you know, whatever, you're fine. Deal with it. Deal it's with not it. a thing. It's not a thing. Be confident with who you are. Yeah. But it's okay. I've talked to many different men of all ages mm. who don't like who they are. Right. They don't like how they look. Mm-hmm. And they want to find out how to change themselves. Mm. And I tell them, listen, let's talk about your mental health work. Right. Let's start there, out. shall we? Because we need to figure out what your triggers are. We yeah. need to figure out why you turn the tooth. And let's start working together. So for the men out there, if, you're, mm. if you want to lose weight, if you're not happy with how you look, the good thing is you can change it. You can change it. It just depends on how motivated you are, how disciplined you are, and yeah. how bad you want it. Mm-hmm. And if you want it that bad, you know, I was told something as a young child that if you want something in life, you're going to have to work hard at it and you have to be dedicated to it. Mm. Consistency, consistency with it. Um, I was very fortunate. I was told that by my grandfather, who was a very successful man. Uh, in his life Mm. and so I've taken that and just essentially applied it to my life that if I want something I have to work hard at it and not give up and be consistent right consistency is key Sean consistency is key oh in everything so for men if you consider yourself obese or you've been told you're overweight you can change your life you can change the way you look yeah it will take time and to give yourself some great some grace and some understanding kidding that you know, because for me, I'm extremely hard on myself, and that can be detrimental sometimes. Right. So learning to give big. yourself some grace, mm-hmm. some understanding, mm-hmm. and that's going to take time, and it's a learning process. You're, every person's body is different yep. on how they respond to, to diet or to food intake or to exercise. Everyone's different. So your true. body is essentially a scientific experiment. <laughs> you got to sit down. You got to list everything you're doing, oh, and then almost have variables okay what do i need to do to change right and start taking things off start putting things on until you find what works for you mm-hmm. there is no one size one plan fits all type thing and when it comes to me getting you know a tummy tuck done which again is very predominantly a female procedure right um i will never i'll never look back and regret even though i hated my life for a couple but i'm very thankful because the confidence that it's given me to be outside without a shirt and not have that meat apron or skin apron yep. flopping around or anything like that is it's incredible mm. and it just gets me to the word the next place that i want to be so cool so again for the guys out there don't give up if you want to change who you are if you're not happy in relationships not happy at your job not happy in life you can change it reach out to people like myself who are extremely positive who have been through it for advice or just just to talk because we're all human and we crave human interaction we crave human connection it's true so if we can connect with someone who has been there, who can give you a little bit of insight and be a cheerleader for you, right? that's the most positive thing you can do in your life is have people around you, have people in your tribe mm-hmm. who understand what you're doing, where you're going, and who can fully support you in doing it. If you don't have people in your life that are like that, or if you do have people in your life but are not like that, that's where you have to examine who is right. in your group and are they benefiting you in your life? What is the benefit? So if good. not, you got to look at those relationships and seek out people who are like-minded like you and who want to help you. I love the statement. Generally help you. I love the statement that you are the five people that you are with the most, right? I love and hate it at the same time, but I think that that's kind of where you're at with that statement. Just clearly from your story, you had to literally, bye-bye, peace out. This is not healthy. I am not doing this and find that moment of who you are and who your people are. You really have to know who your people are. And if your people are messy and gross and not fitting into your puzzle, it's okay to say, 
this is not working for me. This is not healthy, toxic, whatever you want to call it. You're not my tribe, my peeps and move forward and release them to who they are and then choose to step forward into who you are and where you're, you're meant to be. You don't have to stick with those. And that's really hard. It it is hard. Um, (laughs) but sometimes it's meant to be, and it may be hard in the moment, but you learn from it. There is a lesson to be learned and it's your choice. If you want to accept the lesson, love it. Love it. Thank you, Sean. You are fantastic. Sean Lloyd, PNW on Insta. If you guys want to keep up with his journey and reach out to him and tell him how thankful you are that he shared this story with you today and don't keep it for yourself. If you know someone that needs to hear what Sean shared with us today, or you are that someone, but you know others, please, please, please share with them and uh, pass on his Insta as well and have them follow him there. And he can reach out to you via that as well, if he's comfortable doing that. So thank you. You are fabulous. And I appreciate you. And I can't wait to keep following you on your journey. Perfect. Thanks for having me. You're awesome. For listening today. I hope this show lit a fire, inspired, and helped you to believe in you. Please find me on Instagram at Your Journey Matters with Jen and my Facebook group, Inspiration Nation. And as always, drink your water. <laughs>